0: Good day listeners, Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. You know, this idea of helping each other get sharper is so common in our work with men, especially in our Gateway to Freedom three-day workshops. You know, guys form a bond that is so deep and meaningful. So in this episode, Stephen and I talk about what can men hope to be saying maybe like 6 to 12 months after they have begun their honest journey towards greater integrity. Now these insights are coming directly from other men who have traveled this journey and what they've discovered on the way. The hope is that these men can help other men to press on and finish well. To learn more about Gateway to Freedom or other resources for men, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And as always, come on, please rate and review the podcast after listening because this really does help other people to find it. And we're so grateful for you as our listeners because we are a listener-supported podcast. So Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries, and Be Broken exists to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. All right, let's get busy getting sharper. All right, well, Stephen Cervantes, here we are again. How are you doing? Yes, doing well. Thank you. Blessed to be here. Excited. Thank yeah. you. Well, um, today's topic is about brothers helping brothers, and I, I I love this because you know we've gotten to see so many like over the years, guys come through Gateway or just you know yes. small groups or support groups and things. And one of my favorite things is, you know, we talk about it all the time that it happens in these gateway workshops. You get all these guys from all over the country in different places, don't know each other. They come in. They're coming in for deep brokenness, right? Right. And you can just see, like, the nervousness and the anxiety and all that. Uh. And then once they get into the group and they start sharing their story, it's almost as if they are – they're going to fight to the death to protect one another, oh, right? Oh, that's good. It's like there's this that's brotherhood good, that is formed that they go, man, we're we're in this together, you know? And they say, I've,
1: I've told things here I've never said before. And yeah. I've seen things about myself and learned, and this was a safe place, so thank so you. So I'm
0: excited about this topic because I do think that— um, that whole theme of iron sharpening iron and, yes. and his brothers helping brothers. So, where do you want to take us today on this?
1: So, uh,
0: I thought we should go to a place
1: where, what if you've been to a gateway weekend, you had your eyes open, your heart open, your mind open, your will is is there to go forward now and embrace this, and you start your journey. What what kind of things are you going to be saying six months to twelve months into the journey? Mm. Okay. So this is what we're going to hear and you can add to whatever yeah. things I wrote down here. But here's one. I'm a go fast guy and I'm learning to go slow. Wow. And I got to tell you, this is a personal one. My father was a go fast guy and he said, I told you to do a job. You do it. You do it fast. You do it now and all my life. Go fast, go fast, go fast. It's like, when do we go slow, dad? Mm. When do we go deep, dad? You know? And it's only, you know, is this the six months or is it the But I mean, you're <laughs> going to hear in these comments kind of awakening thoughts of yeah. the old and the new and the change that's occurring. If you're in a hurry, if you're a go fast guy, what if you start slowing down? What happens in the world? What happens with you to the people around you? And at six, Nine, twelve months. When you slow down, it's like whoa. Yeah. Well, this is
0: this is actually an ongoing theme in my own life. I feel like about every about every six to twelve months in my life, I have to remind myself, okay, slow down, slow whoa. down, because it's it's so I, my propensity is typically to go fast. One thing I have I have recognized though, and this is a this is one of maybe those beautiful mercies that God has even woven into the brokenness of creation, because you know. Death wasn't his original plan, but the idea that everything's in a state of decay is that as you get older, you kind of are forced to slow down in some ways. Uh. And so I would encourage people to, to lean into that rather than, you know, everybody's got every kind of supplement and everything else to just fight it. And I'm not saying don't be healthy and all that. But you know what? it's okay if you just go slower now than you did 10, 15 years ago.
1: <laughs> Wisdom is talking here. And, and that's that idea
0: here, and I know what he's talking about, not necessarily about your body, but the idea of like, how can I slow my mind down? Yes. How can I slow my speech down? Oh, how can I think good. a little, let me think before I talk, you go know, those deeper, kind of be
1: richer, yeah. see more, hear more, enjoy more, stay present. So he said, I'm accepting a new reality. That there is more sadness and more joy in my life. Mm. Sadness, which is an important part of dealing with life because there's plenty of sadness. Don't fight it. Lots of things to grieve, but also a new joy. Mm. From the richness and from the seeing and the deeper knowing, there's a joy coming out of me. He said, I didn't know you could have sadness and joy, but that's my new reality.
0: It makes me think of uh we've got a local artist friend here and uh, she did a painting one time that's been probably one of her most popular paintings and it is uh it is it is about it's a uh, it's sadness and joy and she she uh painted them as like two people dancing and there's one the the sadness is kind of darker and the joy is kind of lighter oh. and this idea that it's okay that those things can be intertwined In other words you don't just have sadness over here and you have joy over here like there is a way in which they can be combined in your experience and that's a good thing it's okay to be sad yeah and it's okay to have joy
1: so number three comment i used to be a people pleaser and now i realize i don't have to make
0: everybody happy hmm Whoa. You need to speak into this one <laughs> because I know that's been, you, yeah. you've got the people. people ple- pleasing. Yeah, yeah.
1: make everybody happy. And if you're happy, then I know you're going to like me. Yeah. But then when you realize it's like you're not going to please everybody, and, man, you can wear yourself out trying. There are people will never be pleased. And some people be pleased, and tomorrow they'll be unpleased. And, and don't we sometimes
0: and, in the people pleasing make make assumptions that people are paying more attention to us than we actually think they are? <laughs> Right, I mean, you can be doing all this stuff try to please people, and they're still self-absorbed they're not really thinking about right. whether or not you do anything. but I love the fact that again we're, I love that we're going through this and showing the contrast between the old system or what it's called here, the old program, right, right? which is yeah. saying the way I'm going to cope, the way I'm going to yeah. exist, the way I'm going to have value is if I please people, right yeah. And now he's saying, you know what this, this isn't really where my value is rooted. This isn't really where my identity comes from. Mm. There's a there's a way in which it's like, if this person neglects me, if this person doesn't respond the way I would hope to me wanting to do something for them, does that have to all of a sudden crush my sense of self or yes. crush my yes. identity? <laughs> but see, the new program is starting to try to grow in that, right? right. Like, okay, I don't right. have to have that, you know? Because
1: there's this sense of just neglect yourself and please others. Mm-hmm. Which, that's exhausting because you yeah. neglect yourself. Well, and that's not even healthy, yeah. No, that's right, it doesn't work. But he goes, hey, what if I stop trying to please everybody else and decided that's impossible, what's the next plan? Please some people, help some people, do what you can, save some reserves, take care of yourself. You know, work on growth and recognize they're growing. And
0: the difference, I think, too, in the new program is this is a, like this one particularly, and I think a lot of them can be this way, is you're, you're, there's a massive shift in your motivation. See, previously, potentially people pleasing was I'm doing that for me, right? I'm Oh well, but I lie and act like I'm pleasing you but, but what really, I'm saying is the true motivation is yeah. I want to get some strokes. I want people yes. to say, Isn't he amazing? Isn't he wonderful? And be happy around Whereas me. Whereas the new yeah. program can be, can I actually just serve someone for the sake of doing good to them? Let it go. Yeah. And like let that be my motivation because I want to please God and I Are want you to do therapy with me I'm right I'm just now. saying I mean you do doing therapy. Yeah.
1: Just take care of me and I can't please everybody. I can help you a little bit, yeah. Patcha, and send you down the road. If you're not completely happy, okay fine right i'm not going to make you happy because that's the lie of this i can make everybody happy just please them
0: mm-hmm. yeah. just so, so just so everybody's clear this was Stephen talking about somebody else over here this is a different <laughs> comment this is <isn't>, this is not steven's comment you
1: understand when we all talk that's what i love about these men's retreat people say things like i thought that but i never said it right oh, that's how you put that together oh my god oh that's a great insight oh I never thought that, but that would change everything. I mean, you hear these things, and the beauty of, of men giving us permission to use their stuff, thank you, gentlemen, is yeah. that we get to look at the different templates and try on different things. Mm-hmm. So, so this guy says, I have a new program. My mission is to be a good man, a, which is a God-man. Mm-hmm. They're interchangeable. Good and God are interchangeable. I want to be a good man, but I've never seen myself that way. Mm. I'm always struggling and coping and hiding and pretending and grabbing and groping and doing, taking and using and whatever. I. No, I want to be a good man. I want to be a good man.
0: Yeah, and what I love about this is, uh, you know, I think uh, I just read a book recently by Nancy Piercy that's called The Toxic War on Masculinity. Highly recommend it. was huh. phenomenal. Okay. And she was talking about this idea of a good man. She said you can go anywhere in any culture and ask people what does it mean to be a good man and you will always get the same answers. Oh that's a man of character, that's a person who's going to sacrifice, that's a person who loves his family, does good for his community. And then she says, but what happens when you ask those same people, but what is a real man? And there's this sense in which oh that's that's basically a guy who's tough and who's going to be dominant and all. And I think what he's realizing is there's a difference between the the mm-hmm. caricature of the quote unquote real man, which is this dominant, you know, ma you know, tough, you know, just snuff chewing, you know, uh really harsh, hard guy. Yeah. Versus like, no, a good man. A good man is a man of character. A good man is not somebody who's <laughs> gonna be doing all these things in the in the dark and then lying about right. it. And a good man is a man who actually does sacrifice sacrificial things with pure motives for other people. You know, and he's saying, I'm on a new mission. Yes. I've got a mission that is to reflect God well, not like build my own kingdom and make myself look good and yeah. be dominant and aggressive
1: So the next comment is I'm opening up more I'm talking more sounds so simple mm-hmm. and I'm talking more about myself, my thoughts, my feelings, my fears, my doubts. I'm just talking more about me, and it's yeah. part of the change.
0: Well, getting back to that false narrative of the real man, what does the real man do? He's He does, he does not tap into his emotions. Right. He stays quiet. He stays closed. Yes. And what is this guy saying? You know what? There's a different way that I'm supposed to live, and I'm, in, I'm engaging it now. And you can almost hear in this, you know, it says, I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about my thoughts. It's almost as if I, I'm discovering things that I've never explored before. You know, it's almost like men can have a whole part of themselves emotionally just shut off completely. Right. And so when they get into a safe enough place to where they can start talking about it, it's almost like I didn't even know. They're talking about themselves. Right. But it's almost like they're on a treasure hunt that they just discovered something. And you need a safe place Mm
1: -hmm. to be invited to go in and to open up because if you scare somebody with what you said, then they stop, right? Right, exactly. But when you find a safe place and you can start talking and then you say, I better look inside me.
0: Yeah. And that's also, that gets back to this theme, right? Brothers helping brothers. Yes. Are you as a brother going to be a safe enough place for a guy to be able to to open up, talk about these things, and vice versa? He says, I have a new foundation. It's called
1: acceptance. I'm accepting myself. I'm accepting you. I'm accepting others. I'm not fighting against. Mm -hmm. I've decided to start with whatever is, is okay. Okay. And I will accept it. I won't fight against it. I won't hide it. I won't spin it up or or make it the worst thing in the world? Can I just have a good place where I
0: start by
1: accepting?
0: You know, I think this is good. Like in the workshop, one of the things that we talk about is um, is how, you know, guys want to get to a place where, hey, I'm experiencing daily victory and I've got friendships and I'm, you know, I've got joy and I've got peace. And there's the sense in which they have this, this vision of where they want to go, right? Yes. But they don't want to accept where they are. Oh, And I think that's what you're saying. He's like, in in other words, acceptance doesn't mean I'm accepting and I'm not going to do anything to change. Right. And it's it's not approval either. Acceptance, though, is saying this is actually where I am right now. Yeah. And this is the reality. So many times what we see guys do is they're saying, okay, how do I get over there? Yeah. And it's like, well, you have to start from where you are. And many times like, I don't want to look at where I am. I want to just get over there, (laughs) you know. And so you have to be like, no, this guy is saying I'm realizing. And you're talking about these comments being like 6 to 12 months in, right? Right. It can take a while for a guy to go, all right, I'm going to stop fighting against the truth about what is right now. Yeah. Because until I actually look at that, I can't start drawing a map for how to get to where I want to go.
1: Well, even as you're talking, I'm thinking if a wife says to a guy something he doesn't want to hear. Do you fight it, mm. or do you accept it? Because she's probably telling you some truth. You're a little sloppy, a little lazy, a little careless, and too quick, too slow. You're you got to work on something. Like, will you just accept that your wife's giving you feedback? You know, where you go to work, and and the boss says you got to do this. Like, Man, he's such a jerk. That's what he is. Why don't you accept more because then you can live better. Mm -hmm. That's good because I think that goes along with what you're talking about. He said, everywhere I look now, things are getting better. Mm. Now, remember, I'm practicing acceptance. I'm not the pleaser. I'm slowing down. My mission is to be good. I'm using sadness and joy. And guess what? Everywhere I'm looking, my wife's better. My kids are better. My home's better. I'm better. Things are getting better.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think about. I think sometimes we are um, sort of surprised that God's ways work. (laughs) You know, you know what I mean. Like we talk about it many times in real flowery terms, powerful terms. It's like you know, God, you know, Christ can transform your life completely, make you a new person, and. And I think we give lip service to that sometimes, but when we really say, "Okay, I'm going to be totally open, I'm going to accept where things are, mm. I am going to actually start going on this transformation journey, I'm going to surrender myself fully to the Maker of my life," yeah. and we and then and then like this guy's saying, things are getting better, and and we don't mean necessarily always circumstantially, but what we mean is like the the quality of life is getting better. This man is becoming a good man, the, and there's ripple effects to that, and and that is what transformation that's what the gospel is supposed to do is transform our lives Mm. and it's amazing how many times when that happens we go well isn't that amazing isn't that shocking (laughs) rather than going we that's the expectation of what happens when Mm. christ gets a hold of your life is there's transformation that happens
1: that's good and he said you know what i'm starting to talk to myself better than ever before I love this line. (laughs) I've never heard a guy say this line. I'm starting to talk to myself better than ever before. Hmm. Isn't that a great line? Could you be kind to yourself and patient understand? Could you be forgiving? Do you have to be your own worst critic? Do you have to beat yourself up night and day? I'm starting to talk to myself like never before.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, I grew up kind of in – I don't know, I think I grew up in an era in Christianity anyway where there was still, at least in some of the pockets where I was, where I was, there was just almost this tremendous fear around any kind of attention that could be given to the self. Yes. Like, that is too close to selfishness. That is that is wrong. That is. That's exactly and, right. And so the idea of even self-talk was almost like, oh, man, you're, you need to go to the funny farm. You know, something's <laughs> wrong with you. And yet, you know what? Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh. Uh, You know what confession literally means? To agree with truth. We think of it only in terms of confessing our sin. But do you know that also confession means I am going to confess whatever God has said is true about me. Mm. So I can talk to myself differently because I can say I am a beloved child of God. I've Mm. just confessed. I'm agreeing with truth. Yeah. I can say that I have a hope and a future because of Christ. I'm agreeing with truth, you know, so there's a sense in which I love this statement because he's saying I've probably used very different language toward myself before, probably shame language, yeah, you know, performance language, whatever
1: yeah, you've grown a lot. this is good and so yeah.
0: now it's like, but wait a second, that's not what God says about me. Right. So can I say the same thing to myself because he's already said it about me? And I think that kind of self-talk yeah. is good because, like you said, I love the fact that I think it was in the previous episode you talked about how you talk out loud to yourself when certain <laughs> things. And I think sometimes we need to hear, we need to hear it audible.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So maybe some, maybe some of you that are listening need to go home and you need to open your Bible and you need to pull up Psalm 139, okay. and you need to read that out loud about how much God has cared about you and known you from the very beginning. Mm. And he spoke worth and value into you before you were ever even born. Mm. And so sometimes I think we need to hear those things out loud so that we can change our our self-talk. Our
1: dialogue.
0: And I like what you say
1: because it's like, die to self. You have to die to yourself. This is what we've heard going on. Die to yourself. It's like, okay, I'm a self. I'm supposed to die? I thought he made me. Mm -hmm. No, you're supposed to die to your selfishness. Yeah. You're going to be a self because he made you and he likes you. He likes yeah. your spirit. He wants your spirit or yourself with his spirit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He doesn't want you to die. He wants all the old man, the old way, the broken humanity, the troubled program, the selfish, right? The wounded mm-hmm. guy walking along. That doesn't have to be anymore, right? So that selfish, self absorb all that can go away yeah. so that you can walk in freedom, but you're still going to be a self. Right, right. Absolutely. Right? That's yeah. good. So he said, I think my soul is healing. Mm. Now, I love this soul concept because it's like all the program that we struggle with comes from our soul, right? Our spirit learns from the Holy Spirit and God's word. Our spirit learns truth, but our soul picked up all this boy, damage language our soul program is always saying hey i'll help you let's escape yeah right and if myself runs away with my soul i'm in trouble but if myself runs to the holy spirit if my spirit and the holy spirit get together good comes and he goes oh my goodness my soul my program of old past tormenting program is healing
0: and I'm glad he used that that language of healing because you know the soul is where we carry the wounds, right? Right. And and I think it's important to to differentiate between wounds and sin, because mm. sin needs repentance, but wounds need healing. Yes. And too many times, you know, we got so many wounds in our soul, and and I see this in t- guys in recovery. They're they're trying their hardest to repent of a wound. <laughs> And it's like, you can't do that. Yeah, those are two like, different wounds things. Wounds need right? healing. And usually healing is going to come through forgiveness. It's going to come through identity work. It's going to yeah. come through all that. But you don't need to repent of a wound. It's like, you know, that. that's good. Now, but I think there are some self-inflicted wounds that can be connected to sin. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we need to repent of those sins. But for the most part, the kind of soul healing that we need is Man, other folks' brokenness is right, what got exactly. dumped in and hurt exactly. us. You and got so, it. Yeah. All
1: that shame stuff dumped on us. So he said this, I'm growing, and my wife is happier. I'm growing, and she's come alive. She's excited. She's happy. Mm-hmm. It's like, Sometimes we don't put those two together. Why aren't you happy? Just be happy. What's the matter with you? Right. But when you walk along someone that's coming alive and opening up and blossoming, man, it just encourages you to blossom too with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've seen this happen time and time and time again where a dear wife can just be, and I, I'm just going to say it out loud, it, it's not fair. Okay, I'm just going to say it. It's not fair. There are things in life that aren't fair. I've seen it happen over and over again, though, where a wife is just trying her hardest. Like she is beating her head against the wall. She is trying to maintain the family. She is trying to help her husband. And he is and? just, and he's in the dark. Yeah. And he is unwilling it. He is not growing. Yeah. He has not gotcha. like accepted. He's not come into the light. He's not. And then when he does, it's like. There's just this whole new dynamic to the entire environment. And like I said, it's not fair, but I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Right. When where he turns his growth. When he will finally on. say, I'm going to quit being yeah. childish. I'm actually going to open myself up and really start going on a growth mission. Yeah then it's all of a sudden the ripple effects just have an incredible And everybody, outcome. all
1: ships rise with a rising
0: tide, right? Everybody
1: yeah. The kid's boat, mom's boat, everybody's boat rises. And the reason
0: I said that is because, you know, he says my wife is happier because I've seen it where those wives, you know, they're trying their hardest. Yeah. And their soul is heavy. Thank you, wives. And then when he finally sort of the lights come on, it's as if her soul can be set free too, and finally she can rejoice, and there is a sense in which we're going in the right direction now.
1: Amen. So uh, I have this new comforting thought, and it goes like this. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I've never thought I was okay or I could be okay. Everything could be okay. Life could be okay. Yeah. And it's just like such a simple thought. It's almost like a kid going, I know how to read. Yeah. I used to sound out words. Now I know how to read. It's and kind this of, man says, "My life can be okay?"
0: It's kind of like I mentioned other other uh, earlier where it's like there's these discoveries going on, right? Yeah. And I think this is where again, like addiction, secrecy, shame, it keeps you locked in this place of mm. like perpetual doubt. Where even if somebody is would come to you, Stephen, when you're in your darkest place and say, mm-hmm. "You know, you're you're a beloved child of God that is made for great things," like, and you'd be like, "No, I'm not." Could you just <laughs> shut up with the God stuff? I'm in right? pain over here, you know? and yet then when the mm. lights come on, all of a sudden there's this hopeful message of, "You know what? I, I, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be all right. <laughs> I'm not going to drown." You know, so <laughs> it's good.
1: I'm limiting myself to doing more good things and less bad things.
0: Again, simple, right? (laughs) Very simple.
1: It's almost like child rules that adults discover. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yeah. I'm going to not do so many bad things. I'm going to do more good things and see what happens. And you know
0: what? I think it's important that we just keep it in simple language like that. You know, sometimes when we become adults, we try to put it in a real flowery yes. terms. It's like, yeah. okay, here's here's what a a a good man and a good life looks like. Mm-hmm. Don't do bad things. Do good things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, let's keep it simple, right? <laughs> but
1: isn't it a rule of, of the kindergarten rules? Hold right yeah. hands when you cross the street. <laughs> you know, work like. But a here's team. the thing, and
0: and also getting back to the theme here of brothers helping brothers, right? Yes. This is part of it. Can we help each other to do yes. more good things than bad things? So this isn't about, yes, we've all got personal responsibility. We're all personally accountable before God, right? Mm. Um, but we're also charged from God to say, you need to encourage your brother. You need to pray for your brother. You need to bear your brother's burdens. That's good. You know, and so we've got to do this together.
1: And here's another thought. This guy says, I've been paying attention to my own thoughts and my thoughts are even getting lighter. Yeah, My thoughts used to be dark and heavy and
0: ugly, and my thoughts are getting lighter. Well, we we're told to walk in the light. <laughs> and so in many ways, once you come mm. into the light, when everything, here's the thing about the dark, is uh, first of all, you stumble a lot, it's confusing, you can't see clearly uh, in the dark, you don't even know how much is in the dark, right? Mm. When the lights come on, the, the Bible says that the light exposes everything. Mm. So there's a sense in which I think your thoughts can become lighter because you're going, I see clearly everything that's got to be dealt with here.
1: That's good, Whereas huh? before
0: I was trying to hide it and cover it up and all this, and now it's like, okay, it's out here, so it's not so threatening and overwhelming. So even my thoughts can lighten up.
1: Good. I'm experiencing a life that I never, ever thought about. I've lived around people that were taking and using and sure they were kind but they were miserable people and unhappy people and lonely and struggling. You know, this I'm living a life that I never was told about. I never thought was possible. I'm I'm living a life I never knew existed. Mm-hmm. This is such a foreign life that I'm now living.
0: Yeah. We talk in the uh, in the workshop about these two, you know, environments. And one mm. of them we call lust land and the other one we call purity place. And the idea mm. is they're, they're completely foreign from one another. Mm. So everything that's going on in lust land is a different language and culture and everything than what's going on in purity place. And when guys start recognizing I am made to live a life of integrity and purity and wholeness and goodness, they, they start to realize that I have been living in a totally different culture. And now I'm starting to learn how to live in a new place. Yes. And when you yes. talk about this being comments, that comes six to 12 months into a guy's journey. You realize that's when things start to, you start having co- comments like this. You know, I I never really knew what this other place was like to live in. I never really knew how to walk the streets. I never really knew the language. And now I'm starting yes. to, I'm starting to discover what it's like to live in this new place.
1: So he said, I'm going to sort of close with these comments. Uh, Before, my damaged soul was leading the whole operation. My whole system was coming from this old pain, baggage, damage of my youth. But now, my spirit and the Holy Spirit are leading, and my damaged soul is following behind. Mm. Now, you think about that. And he says, I'm finding Jesus amazing. Amazing. Think about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. My spirit is following the things that Jesus showed us how to live, the words that God gave us, and the Holy Spirit leading me and opening my eyes. In my program, my damaged soul is behind me, and I'm walking forward in my spirit with God, and all this stuff is happening.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, we hope that this has been encouraging for you. Um, This is about brothers helping brothers. I know we were giving comments from different guys that that are different stages of the journey, but... We hope that you can then use a lot of this in terms of how can you help your brother? How can you help your brother by saying, hey, my soul is healing or, or you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself differently now. Yes. And these are things that we, we need to share in that community of brotherhood. And so we hope it's been helpful. Yes. We've got resources to help you take your next best step on your journey. And so please reach out to us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.